Welcome to Sisters and Spirits Paranormal Podcast. I'm Veronica. And I'm Kara, and we're here today to talk about some spooky stuff. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Sisters and Spirits. We're going to be talking about some spirit guides and guardian angels and those types of beings today. And as always, we're going to talk about the drinking first. And I feel like any drink that we have is on topic today because they're, they're spirit guides and these are the spirits that are guiding us today. <laughs> the spirit that I have guiding me today is bullet rye. It's very yummy. I more or less stole it from my husband. He got it like for his birthday or something from someone and I've drank at least half of it. So I, I stole his alcohol. It's very yummy. Okay, I have a concoction that I have made. Ooh. So you take random gas station wine. Random this gas is, station wine. Random gas station wine. This is a Chardonnay. I don't know if that means anything. It's a white wine from a gas station. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I'm going to take this. This is... um. Original Sin. It's a dry rosé cider. Ooh, I love me some rosé ciders. Yeah, I tried it. It was like it was good, but it was a little too much for me. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> We're gonna put that in the wine. There we go. And Have you tried makes... this before? Or yeah, okay. I've been drinking it the last hour. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So she is. <laughs> All already had the spirits in her. It's very good. I actually recommend it. Um, and um, and like um, in, in Germany, my husband's always telling me they make these like spirit. spirit I don't know what, what they call them. It's some weird German word, where they put like Sprite and stuff, and beer and wine and stuff. Uh, see, I've heard of doing that in wine, like a wine spritzer. I've never heard of doing it in beer. Mm-hmm. I don't know about they that. They do a lot of weird stuff over there overseas. Huh, I may have to try that. Because, yeah, I mean, I've had a wine spritzer before. But yeah, I, this is very good. It's very good. I recommend it. It sounds good. It sounds really yummy. And the can of that cider was super pretty, too. Yeah, it's what, pink. What was the brand on that? Original Sin. Original Sin. I'm going to have to try that out sometime. Yeah, it's really good. It's got a little rose on it. Awesome. It's made with New York apples, not to be confused with the New Jersey apples. Right. Only the New York ones. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So, Spirit Guides, Guardian Angel. Basically, what we're talking about is pretty much any entity that operates within the spirit realm to help people out. So, so good, friendly beings that you know like to help us which is fun to talk about sometimes because i feel like very often we talk about you know spirits that are like you know causing all sorts sorts of drama and you know creating tons of movies because of all of the crazy shit they did and these are just you know some nice friendly helper beings so now some people attribute this stuff to kind of like new agey hippie fair weather spirituality kind of thing 
it actually goes back <laughs> like a pretty long time. Um, and similar concepts can be found in most of the pre-Abrahamic religions all over the world. So basically any of the religions that were based on ancestor worship or that were based on nature have some sort of similar creatures. They maybe don't call them spirit guides or guardian angels, but you know, they pretty much all have some sort of spirits that are protecting people and guiding us and trying to keep us from being too big of idiots. They've got their work cut out for them. <laughs> Mine are probably yeah. like, like super pissed a lot of the time. Yeah. When I was watching or doing research for this, I found a quote from one of the 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 prof the the disciples, I think. I think it was John. And it said he was talking about your guardian angels. And he's like, don't do in front of them what you want to do in front of me. And I'm like, oof. <laughs> oof. I've done some shit, John. I've done some shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure my, my spirit guides or guardian angels or whoever I have looking out for me is like constantly banging their head on a wall. Like, why? Why are you doing this? This is a terrible decision. And you know it's a terrible decision and you're doing it anyway. What is well, wrong with you? I would like to ask him some questions too, because I feel like he might remember some situations that I don't, <laughs> particularly on Friday, Saturday nights in the past. <laughs> like if oh he could God. just fill me in and tell me what happened, what I did, why is my leg bruised up? <laughs> um, why do the cops want to call me in and ask me in for questioning later? <laughs> yeah, I that I wonder. Oh, God, I hope that that's not something that like we deal with like at some point in time later like when you have some sort of Get spiritual so... awakening or something and they're like all right you can have the spiritual awakening but first you're gonna have to look at all this shit that you forgot you did when you were drunk oh just any of like, <laughs> just like a answering test. answering to my shit in general just would not be good they're just that mm, yeah mm. i feel like that's what would happen like like if and we're going to talk a little bit later about how to communicate with your spirit guides and such. But I do feel like a lot of the communication would be me saying, why shouldn't I do this? And the spirit guy just like pulling out one of those scrolls like they have on the cartoon where like the scroll drops and then it rolls for like a hundred feet and like down. Yeah. And they're like this, all these things that happened before. This is why mm -hmm. you shouldn't do this. All those things. You don't remember some of them but they were there. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. <laughs> That's not good. So there's a lot of different beings that these spirit guides could be. So some of them could be ancestors. Um, those are probably some of them that are pretty mad about some of the things I do. You no, I don't think the ancestors are mad at us. They, they, they also, in our bloodline. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's very, no, you have no room to talk. I don't, That's don't want to hear it. That, that is probably really true. Our ancestors like, well, I should yell at her, but it doesn't mean much coming from me. Yeah. But then you also have got, you know, deities and this is, can be true, whatever your religion is. So if you're 
pagan, if you're Christian, whatever. So maybe it's saints, maybe it's, you know, your, your pagan deities, whatever it is, you know, you happen to believe in. And then you also have the nature type of spirits. You've got the elementals, animal spirits, the fae, you know, any of those nature type beings also could be guiding you when, you know, taking care of you depending on your situation. Now, people still, you know, recognize all of those that I talked about as spirit guides. But once the larger monotheistic religions started up and started becoming more powerful, we also started getting um, the guardian angels and the archangels added into the mix there, too, that can also be considered spirit guides. And what I thought was really cool about this is, like, even though the names and the traits and of these angels are very often from the Christian lore, you know, those are the names that are being used and all of that. The beings themselves and the people recognizing them as spirit guides very often have nothing to do with Christianity or any of the similar religions. So you'll have people that are just completely not Christian at all that will still recognize either guardian angels or archangels, you know, with the names either of saints or of, you know, the archangels that, you know, have pretty standard their own names, which I and, think is really interesting. Well, and also it's interesting when I was in the Catholic community, um, some people, some Catholics didn't like really believe in guardian angels. I think it was kind of more considered like God's messengers have other things to do than to follow us around all day. Right. Which is, which is fair enough. I think it's, 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 fair, it's, enough. it's, it's fair logic. Yes. <laughs> a fair enough statement for, for me. Um, it's mostly, I think, in um, Christian and the more Pentecostal religions that yeah. that's considered a, a bigger thing. Um, right. I, I didn't grow up in the, in in like a Christian sector. So I don't know, but like the Christians that I've known, um, they were more like the ones like, Oh, you have a guardian angel. Right. Like I grew up Catholic and I was like, mm, no, we drink alcohol at church. <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> who, who needs a guardian angel when you've got wine? Yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> like, they're giving children bad decision juice so yeah for real yeah but yeah i d see my thought is personally if these beings you know actually do exist i feel like they're things that have always existed and their names have just changed over time based on what religion is popular you know at any given time any given point in history and any part of the world or whatever and i almost kind of feel like given how old and powerful that they are, I almost feel like they really just don't care what names people are using for them. They're like, whatever, call, call me Angel, call me Michael, call me whatever. I don't really care. Like, because I feel like when people are asking them for help, what they're receiving is the feeling and the energy of what that person needs and not like a word for word, like, Oh, hey, that hairless ape said my name. I better go see what it wants. Like, wait, wait, hairless ape? That's what people are, hairless apes. 
that that's how the big divine beings would see us, according to many TV shows that I have watched. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh my gosh. All right, keep going. But yeah, I feel yeah, that's that's kind of how they would see us, like the way we see animals. But yeah. I I don't think they care what we're saying I, their name is. I saw one a couple of sites just just refer to them as light beans. Right. That's just what they call it. They just were like they're light beans. Light beans, yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're guardian angels, but they're made out of light. And I'm like, well, that sounds like how I hear them describe them angels. Right. And, and those they're angels. Yeah, that's what I, I say. I feel like these are probably things. And my guess is if you go back in history, there's probably going to be similar things described as basically the same. And just depending on what point in time in history we're at, we're giving them different names. So, for instance, I was talking to um, a medium one time who has said that. And actually, I've read this other places as well, that if you're being attacked by some sort of a force, whether you think it's demonic or just evil or harmful in any way, some sort of like bad spirit, you're supposed to call on the Archangel Michael and he's going to smite that shit. But the the people that have told me this are not Christian. Like, it, so it's not necessarily a Christian thing. And I had even asked about that. Like when I first heard it, I was like, well, do you need to be Christian if, in order for that to work? And basically what she said was, you know, no, because these beings predate all of that and they don't care about any of that. That's not what's important to them. You know, what's important to them is doing the right thing and getting rid of things that are evil. Hmm. So, you know. So my guess is people in other countries, people who believe in other religions, you know, in places where Christianity is not like the main most popular religion, probably are calling on something for that with a different name. And it's most likely the same being or at least the same type of being. Which is another thing I think people don't really think about when we talk about archangels. I feel like, like you mentioned before, you know, that a lot of Catholics are saying, well, why would this being have time to mess with us? Like, there could be billions of these beings that we're all just giving one name to something that there is a billion of. Oh. So. Well, there's seven billion of us, so they're still quite heavy-handed. They're st- they, they still could be understaffed. Which they're a little which is why hey, so much hey welcome to 2021. We're all understaffed. I don't want to hear any shit. Right. We're all understaffed. That's just Everyone's how it is. Understaffed. You're gonna um, have to wait, ma'am. Right. Like they, they're understaffed. Some of you are gonna have to just deal with your bad decisions on your own. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. You're gonna have to wait. That section's closed. Right. It's done. Yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, and that's the thing also that. I think a lot of people don't think about is these beings may not even be operating under the same like time and space that we are. So they could be many, many places at once. Did you watch the Daniel Radcliffe show um, Miracle Workers? I did not. I saw commercials for it. There's uh, every season is like a different like storyline. And one season is like they're like they're working in heaven and they're like 
in a regular office space and like God's played by Steve Buscemi and he's like a nut job <laughs> who like doesn't know what he's doing. I like it's just, See, okay, seems accurate so and, far. And and like like the like people like watching over for people are just literally just like dudes on computers. <laughs> Just like regular office workers, just like trying the best they can. Oh, no. Okay, well, I don't want that job if I go to heaven. That does not sound like heaven. That sounds like what I'm doing here. And I don't want to be having to still do it after I die. You can just call it heaven training. I mean, I mean, I've got... <laughs> I might start doing that now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, I mean, I have a decent job, but I don't want to be doing it, like, forever after I die. It's not that good of a job. I mean, the main good thing about it is the amount of vacation and sick time that we get that allows us to do cool things. Um, ooh, we haven't announced this yet. We're we're going to be going to spend a little bit of time in Austin and talk to some ghosts. Maybe Austin, Texas. Or we're, we're at least going to drink a lot at places where there are ghosts. So, y- yeah. So That's... hopefully the ghosts will show up. We can't actually promise that. But we're hoping that there will be some ghosts and some cool st- stories for us to tell you when we get back in a couple months from that. Yes. All right. So before we move on to um, talking about how people could interact with these beings if they want to, do you have other stuff about just in general what they might be, what your opinions are on them? Any fun Animals. theories? Animals. Yeah, there there could be animal 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 like spirit the, guides. The Native Americans and the the Chinese have had different theories and different stories, and I and even in like you know like uh like in the um like the the witch community, there's you know familiars and stuff. So familiars, we actually may want to do a whole thing about familiars because familiars actually are not animals; they just sometimes appear in the form of animals. They're not actual animal spirits, but there are different animal spirits. And people talk about a lot about like their spirit animal. Can, can you meet, imagine being an interdimensional being like sent to like help someone out and like be like, like, like a little like help like witches, and, like you have like this greater purpose. And then all people do is pick you up and go, Mr. Kitten Mitten Pants, Mr. <laughs> Smooches. Aww. That would be super irritating. Do you want pets, Mr. Smooches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that's yeah, there are lots of people that have, you know, that talk about like spirit animals. And like you said, na- in Native American culture, that's a really big thing with different animal spirits. Um and mm-hmm. and spirit animals just in general have I think become a little bit more popular over probably the past out 20 years, maybe or so. They've become kind of a big deal. And I figured out a while back what my spirit animal is. Because at first I thought like all animals are my spirit animals. Because I love all animals and I there was no way I could pick one. But then there was that story a while back of those African gray parrots that had to be taken off exhibit at the zoo because they were swearing <laughs> yeah. too much. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, that's my spirit animals right there. Yeah. That's just me and my friend group. I sent that to all my friends and I was like, this is us if we were African greys. Like, just, 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 like, we're all good parrots individually, but like, put us together, we're a bunch of assholes. Well, 
I I have a theory with my spirit animal. Yeah. This is for those of koala. you on Patreon, you can you can see Frankie's got koala. It's wearing a tie. Wearing bow tie. Yeah. I have always thought I've known that since I was younger that my spirit animal's a koala. And the more I learn about them, the more I'm like, that's just me. Yeah. They're 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 like they sleep like 22 hours a day. They like eat that. for the rest. The rest of that time that they're not eating or sleeping, they're having sex. I like it. The koalas yeah. know how to live, man. Yeah, they're they've got their life. marsupials. So they have a little pouch. I, too, have a little pouch right here that I like to put things in. Um, they're, they're just there. They, there's like, like different hundreds of kinds of different eucalyptus. And they only eat like six of them. <laughs> Koalas know what's what, man. <laughs> They're, they're great. They're great animals. They know and, how to live. And their main de- defense mechanism is to pee on you. Seems effective. Yeah. They'll just, <laughs> just like, oh, you're coming to, 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 to kill me. No, I'm going to pee on you. And it works. It would work. If I was in a fight with someone and they peed on me, I would definitely be like, all right, you win. You're I'm not out. worth it. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm out. I don't need this fight that badly. I'm I'm a leave now. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Koalas. Damn. They, they are living best life right there. They know what's what they know how to live. And if, if he was a real animal stitch from Lilo and stitch, Stitch which is is just an pretty cool, he's just an alien koala who causes chaos. So that's the best kind of koala. Yeah. Alien one that causes chaos. Yeah. So that's my, that's always been my spirit animals since I was a little girl I've always like had an attraction to the koalas yeah see I never yeah like most of my life I was like how could you even have one spirit animal because I love all animals so much so I was like well I just they all are my spirit animals until I found out about them swearing parrots and I'm like oh no that right there okay that's my I have a question though when it comes to like your spirit guides could your personal pet kind of be considered a spirit guide not like an alive pet because then it's not a spirit guide then it's just a regular guide but, like but but if it's a pet that had passed on like then it could but, be a spirit guide but we're looking at spirit in a very you're looking at spirit in a very literal term there well okay like, with what we're talking be, about today that is like the definition the spirit well we're here to discuss let's discuss uh, <laughs> Could there be like, like, like your spirit guide or like someone was sent to help you and came into the physical form of an animal that has come into your life? I think that's possession. So I think that's like a demon. (laughs) And I, I am pretty sure a lot of my cats have been demons. So yes. (laughs) Cause like, all right, you look at what spirit guides are supposed to, they're supposed to watch over you and they're supposed to lead you down a path that you're supposed to be on and help guide you on the path that you're where be. And in my early adult life, I adopted my dog, Audrey. And it's because of that adoption of the decisions I've made with having a dog since then that have led me down the path that I think I was supposed to be on. I think that and had I not had her, I would have been in worse, worse off places. I would have 
you know, like stayed in places a little too long that I shouldn't have been. I would have made worse decisions. So like, I think that's more a situation of like a spirit guide would have sent Audrey to you. Not that it would have like possessed an animal. Hmm. But I do, I do definitely think that, you know, that because when we're talking about spirit guides, they don't necessarily communicate with us in like nice, easy to understand ways. They don't, they don't just come up and be like, Hey, don't do that. That's dumb. You shouldn't do it. You know, they're going to more communicate in, you know, ways of kind of, you know, kind of nudging you in the correct way so yeah i mean i definitely think it's possible that you know they could send some like an animal or a person or a situation into your life that's that gonna kind of kind of do some of that for them oh do you hear that you've been contracted out <laughs> you're doing someone else's work audrey yeah <laughs> they were like this girl is too much just for me I'm going to have to also send her a dog because I can't handle the shit on my own. Damn. I hope she's getting paid. Right. I mean, I mean, she kind of is. She's got a pretty cushy life going on there. Yeah. She just had pizza crust. (laughs) She's doing great. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that is kind of a good segue into you know so how exactly do you interact with these beings if they're you know just kind of sending signs or sending someone to help you how how do we talk to them then like and there are ways to do that first and in my opinion best way and keep in mind i'm saying best but i've never actually talked to any of my sphere guides so i could be full of shit here this maybe isn't actually best but Based on the research I've done, it seemed logically like the best idea would be just like with any spirit communication or astral projection or divination or anything else you're doing when you're trying to contact something outside of our everyday world. um, Meditation. We've brought this up a few times. At some point, we may do a full episode on this. And realistically, even if you're not trying to you know, contact spirit guys, meditation is good for you. It's got all sorts of health benefits. So it's good for you. And it's one of the ways very, very many people in many different, you know, spiritual practices, you know, it's something that they use to, you know, kind of reach over into whatever they consider that other side to be, whether it's the spirit realm, whether it's other dimensions, whether it's, you know, getting closer to God, whatever it is you see that as, you know, it's a good thing to do. And there's even specific meditations you can do that are designed to connect you with your spirit guides. And um, you, you can pretty much just Google that on like YouTube or most podcast services and it'll bring up tons and tons of options. So there's plenty of options for people to find, you know, what works for them personally. However, and I feel like it's been a while since we've had to put disclaimers on here, uh, but I strongly recommend just doing regular meditations first if you haven't done that and get used to actually the practice of meditation before you just jump into trying to communicate with spirits 
just in case. Just in case you don't know what you're doing. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what the consequences of that would be. And now I'm curious. My my thought. Actually, if one person could do it and then tell me what happens. Right. Yeah. Take one, one for person, the team. Yeah. Wait, my thought is you, you could potentially run into issues with maybe contacting something that says it's your spirit guide and, you know, maybe isn't or, you know, that sort of thing. You know, like, I feel like you because as someone who does meditate, like y- you do want to kind of get a feel for what it's supposed to feel like before you start trying to do shit. That's and that's that's said. that's true with anything really <laughs> like get a feel for what's supposed to be happening before you know take things to the next step <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say it we all know <laughs> yeah we 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 wouldn't want to offend our listeners because <laughs> they're not used to us saying horrible things. They're thinking it too. <laughs> They're all thinking it. Yeah. Did you hear? Okay, I saw this one thing on the internet, and um, the thing is, like, I've I used to do this a lot when I was younger, and I didn't know this. There was actually a word for it, or that it was a thing. Um, I wrote down bibliomania. I don't think that's right. <laughs> I, I, I don't either, but if I, are you talking about the thing where you like open a book and yeah, and, and yeah, then you I, like read and and you read like then you try to like gain meaning yeah, yeah, from whatever yeah. like you point to yeah 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 I used to do that shit all the time when I was younger like you just like open like like you just would like see a book and just like out of nowhere you just like open it up to like a page and then you like look down and like whatever it says like somehow would have like meaning in your life right yeah and that's you- technically it's a form of divination that people used to do i think back in the whole spirituality movement that we had talked about yeah. back when we were talking about divination the the internet said it's been going on for a while that this yeah. has been a thing it, it i want to know yeah. what the word is supposed to be because it's not bibliomania that sounds like um a library concert but yeah, like there's a rave going on at a library. There's a rave, which a sounds library. great. I want to, I want to go to that. Have, have you seen those silent raves now that are all the the rage these days? I mean, that's been going on a while too. But yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah, where you like put the headphone, everybody headphones, and everyone's like, like rocking out, but like to their own music at their own volume, so then it doesn't damage your eardrums unless you want it to. Yeah. I need that. That seems fun. I'm pretty sure I'm too old to go to any type of rave, though. Yeah. I, in, unless I'm the rave old. is happening at, like, 7 and is over before midnight. No, that's not a rave. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's not. That's, 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 a, that's a little jazz band at a, wine con- at a wine shop. Yeah, that's pretty much my level of rave <laughs> these days. <laughs> but, yeah. So, another way you could contact these these spirit guides um, is well, and it's not really a way to contact them, but it's a way to kind of open you up to be able to, you know, notice what they're doing for you would be practicing mindfulness. And again, this has been a big thing over the past few years with, you know, 
psychological studies showing the benefits of, you know, basically having a mindset where you are fully present in every moment of your life and, you know, taking in information from like a more neutral, mindful place instead of just kind of, you know, running on autopilot and last second reacting to the things that happen to you. Um, like I normally do. <laughs> I'm not great with the mindfulness. I've tried it. I'm real bad at it. The ADHD probably doesn't help. But the theory, you know, regarding spirit guide communication with this is that basically your spirit guides are always trying to like send you messages and communicate with you, but you're probably just not listening which is pretty legit for me. Fair enough. I'm, it's like, yeah. Fair enough. It's fair. Probably not listening. So the mindfulness is supposed to help you kind of be able to be open to stuff that they're trying to tell you anyway and that you are perhaps ignoring while, you know, you're doing whatever it is you're doing that is clearly bad decisions. <laughs> so then another way to kind of develop a relationship with them is to just kind of develop any sort of a regular practice. This could be something as simple as like lighting a candle or incense once a day or going on a nature walk once a week to just kind of, you know, say, okay, this thing I'm doing right now, this is dedicated to my spirit guides, to my guardian angels, however you view these beings. Or it could be more complicated. You could go all out with like ancestor altars or like full on rituals or whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever you're comfortable with. The main point of it just being to actively develop a relationship with them instead of just hoping they're going to show up out of nowhere and be like, hey, what up with these terrible choices you've been making? <laughs> so just kind of you know, developing an actual relationship instead of just like, waiting until you get yourself into a mess and that's then being like um yo where are my guides at because <laughs> i got myself into the situation and i don't know how to get out of it hmm. so that that's a cool thing that you know people can do and i kind of do that i guess kind, kind of because i do light candles for my ancestors pretty much daily and I do typically when I'm lighting also include like ancestors and spirit guides, but more or less assuming that they're generally the same, which I suppose they may not be. Because we, as we've said, some of our ancestors um weren't, you know, aren't necessarily good. Yeah, I don't want to hear their make, advice. Make better decisions than we do. Well, in my personal opinion, and again, not a scientific background and what I'm about to say, I do believe that once people like cross over, that they do have more knowledge and more ability to see like the big picture and everything than what they had when they were alive. So oh, I feel like true. now they could be, you know, some people that maybe did not make the best decisions in the past. Now, most likely are able to see like, okay, here's where everything fits in. Here's how things should be. They've probably recognized the things that they had fucked up. <laughs> but at the same time, an outside perspective may also be beneficial in our situation. That would, 
good. <laughs> but then another way to talk to your spirit guides is to actually just actively try to talk to them. And again, you can make this super simple or as complicated as you want. You know, you literally could just be a situation of, you know, either sitting down and saying or writing what you want to say to them or what you want to ask them. And then, you know, being quiet and seeing if you get some sort of an answer. Or, you know, you could get all fancy with it. You could practice trance work. You could practice divination. You could practice lucid dreaming. Like, you could go all out with it however you want. But, you know, the point being actually try to have a conversation with them because I think this is a problem not just with spirit guys, but this is going to be another one of those situations where this is a regular everyday life problem as well, where I think people just kind of expect other people to come to them, to talk to them, to, you know, recognize that you need help when most of the time that's not going to happen. If you need help, you need to ask for help. <laughs> you can't just hope somebody's going to notice that your situation is shit and that you need help. If, if you need help, you need to ask, whether it's spirit guides or your friends or your family or whoever. Mm. People aren't going to just know. And then I also want to give a little bit of a warning here because like, those are the main ways that I consider to be reasonable ways to try to speak with spirit guides. However, if you go online and you start looking up just ways to contact your spirit guides, <laughs> you're probably going to get some advice that's not great. And this has been true with a lot of things that we have discussed in the past. <laughs> Sometimes the internet the advice isn't always great. has great advice about everything and you should 100% listen and then come on our podcast and tell us how it went. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know for the next month. Just do everything the internet told you to <laughs> let us know how that goes. <laughs> but yeah, they, they sometimes give you some bad ideas and I want the one thing I think that annoyed me the most was so many of the suggestions that I saw about contacting your spirit guides and communicating with them revolved around looking for signs. And this is almost never a good idea. Like ever. <laughs> it's just not. Oh, yeah. Like, cause if you are looking for signs, you're going to see signs. You're gonna, whether they're there or not, you're going to start thinking that you are seeing signs in everything that you look at. So if you are going to be looking for signs, you need to make sure that you are incorporating other methods as well. And you also need to not make any major life choices without doing actual research first, like because you saw a butterfly. Because like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so easy for people when they're saying, oh yeah, I, I got a sign. And it's like, okay. Also, really, if you, if, if, if I'm not saying, if you're looking for a specific sign to, to tell you to do something or not do something, and you are already specifically biased in a certain way, 
and you're looking for a sign and you're like, oh, the sign told me to do it. And like, no, you told you to do it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like you just, one. you just found a convenient way to point blame in another direction. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like you really, if you are going to be trying to look for signs, you need to look at it in a reasonable, rational way. So for instance, you don't just say, okay, I, you know, you know if, if I should do this, I, I need to see a butterfly and like you're in a garden in the middle of summer. Like that's not a sign. That's just where butterflies live. <laughs> it's, it's not a sign. Now, if you're in a situation where you're like, look, you know, I, you know, I'm having trouble with this situation. I don't know what to do if I should do this. Show show me a sign, you know, show me, you know, butterflies. And it's the middle of winter and suddenly, like, there is some sort of, like, either a butterfly or, like, all of a sudden, like, you get some sort of, like, I saw this thing online where you can send someone a box and it basically explodes butterflies out at them. Not alive ones, they're paper ones. And, like, all of a sudden, like, that just happens out of nowhere. Like, okay, maybe that's a sign. But, yeah, you can't just say, okay, oh, yeah, I, this is the one that irritates me the most. Like, I have seen so many times, like, on Facebook and different things where, oh, I saw a cardinal at my bird feeder, so that was a sign from, and I'm like, no, it's a sign that they're native to you the You live area. in Ohio. Yeah, you live in Ohio. It's literally our state bird. <laughs> There's just a lot of uh, yeah. Well, and it's 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 the same when we 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 talked about in like ghost photography. If you're constantly looking for something, it's going to be everywhere you look. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Um, if it came to you through Facebook, it's not a sign. Mm-hmm. Straight up, because Facebook shows you the stuff that you are normally looking to see. It's got algorithms. You know they're listening to you. You know yeah, they this are. Isn't, this isn't even up for debate anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, like, yeah, I remember back in the day there was like people thinking, oh no, they're not. But everyone now is like, oh yeah, they're clearly listening because we've I all just as, a, about as that, a and now there's ads. A, yeah, there's all as a community, we've all just like accepted it. We've all accepted <laughs> it. We're like, yep, they're listening to us. Cause I just said that and I hadn't typed it anywhere, and suddenly there's ads. So yeah, if it's showing up on your feed, it's not a sign. <laughs> not even the ones that say it's a sign, because oh, I'm so sick of those memes. I don't know if you see these. There's literally memes like if if you're seeing this, it's a sign that you're supposed to blah 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 blah. And it's like, no, no, it's not though. I'm just going to be honest. There's a certain amount of people that are going to fall for it and us saying it isn't going to make them not fall for it. So <laughs> That is the truth. <laughs> we're, we're talking to dead ears here. Like the people who, who aren't going to fall for it are like, yeah, please tell me about it. I've been telling my aunt Linda this <laughs> for a while. It's not a sign that you need to buy, you know, more makeup, Aunt Linda. No, no, no. It told me. Oh, no. If it's telling me that I need to buy stuff, that's totally a sign. Yeah. That's 100% a sign. Just like me being Sagittarius is 100% responsible for every 
you know, erratic decision that I've ever made. Hey, hey, it's Leo season. I don't want to be responsible for anything that's happened here on out <laughs> until until late August. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of. Yeah, they're not signed until I'm using it as an excuse to buy something. And then it's totally a sign. All right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, sure, I'm spending more money. I'm making bad decisions that my spirit guys are probably pissed off at. But I, I'm using a little bit of logic to occasionally kind of. Or I'm just making excuses. And Do you think whatever. sometimes like when you're because like sometimes we when we make bad decisions, I, at least I can speak for me. I can't speak for everybody. But when sometimes when I'm making a bad decision, like I know full well that what I'm doing is stupid. Oh, yeah. All the time. Like, as our parents always say, don't forget to think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I realize they, it's They bad. taught me, don't forget to think. They didn't say which way my thinking should lead to. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes when I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, and I know, and I'm running through the scenario in my head, and I know there's one way that this goes right in a million ways this goes wrong, and I still do it. And there's this like little voice in my head. That's just like, what the fuck are you? About? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> like one time I had an above ground pool at my old place and we were jumping off the roof. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to go do this at night. And there was this voice in my head the whole time. I'm climbing the ladder. I'm walking on the roof. There's this voice in my head going, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to hurt yourself. Did I get skid up and fall off of the roof? Yeah. <laughs> Did I conveniently land in the pool and was absolutely fine? Yeah. I, you know, there's just like, do you think that's our, our spirit I do. Here's, in, in times of extreme stupidity? That little voice in our head. Here's what I think happened in that situation. Your spirit guide was saying, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And then you fell and they're like, shit, now I have to catch her. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. And they were like, God damn it. I told you not to. You knew not to. Why did you still do it? Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like there is a when huge I, amount of time. Fact, when I splashed like, and I landed in the pool, everyone was silent for a good like five minutes like because they thought I had broken something and nobody. Oh, no. Like my friends were like, oh, no, you broke something. I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm fine. I'm just like scratched up. And they're like, no, we know you broke a bone. Which no, one is this? Because your spirit guide was there with you. Yeah. Keeping your ass out of trouble. Yeah, I feel like there are more times there should be. Not as much now that I'm older, but definitely in the past, there have, def there have clearly been times where I was doing shit and I was like, I clearly shouldn't be doing this, but I really want to. So I'm still doing it. And my spirit guys were probably like, oh my God, girl, why though? Why? All right. So I think that is what we've got for you guys today. Um. Let us know. Check us out over on the socials. Tell us if you've had any cool spirit guide experiences or if you think your spirit guides are fed up with you the way ours are probably fed up with us. <laughs> Let us know over on the socials. Sisters and Spirits Paranormal Podcast over on Facebook. Sisters and Spirits Paranormal on Instagram and Patreon. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.